Episode 6. When I had what alcoholics refer to as a moment of clarity. Welcome everybody to the Don't Run to Me podcast. I'm Aiden, and the man on the other side of the mic is EC. What's up, EC? Aiden, good to see you, brother. Yeah. It doesn't, you see, it doesn't roll off the tongue like it does. <laughs> I guys, I'm trying to get into this. I'm trying to take the listener's advice and thinking of a new name that I need to have. But God damn, Aiden, really? No, I, I can't do Aiden. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm a. If my daughter ever brought a boy home and she says, this is my fee, you know, I'd have to stop her there. I mean, this better be your friend because you ain't married to no boy named Aiden. That's all. That's her damn sure. So um, I, I'm not going with Aiden. So maybe I'll try something next week that actually rolls off the tongue a little bit better. You see, what do you think? I think, uh, yeah, something a little bit better Aiden, works for Aiden me too. Work. I don't look like an Aiden. I don't sound like an Aiden. And God hope my girls don't bring a hope. They don't bring a boy named Aiden to the house either. All right, you <laughs> see, let's get into this. We have a lot to talk about. Don't want to talk about any tragedy news. There's nothing that's been uh, that's popped up that you know sparks any ear, uh, any any um, any news basically. Um, but we've had two matches since then. EC, we've had Bruges, we've had Everton, and I have to say. I'm very enthusiastic on the play on both matches. Uh, let's talk about Bruges. First and foremost, we played Bruges at home last Thursday. Uh, it was a 5-0 win, EC. 5-0. We haven't had a 5-0 win. We haven't had a, that large of a margin of win since I think the first game of the season when we played Chelsea was 4-0. Am I correct? Yeah. Spot on with that. I was just happy to see us score that many goals. I mean, I was, I was, I know it's Bruges, but I was like, I don't care who it is. It could be in our Sunday league team out here in Norman. I wouldn't have cared. Um, I was just happy to see um, us scoring so many goals. Plus the people that were scoring, the people that were assisting. I think Lingard got an assist in that game. So I was just happy to see uh, everyone involved, everyone scoring. Uh, we looked really good, so it was it was a good it was a good showing. It was definitely a good showing. And we can't we can't dismiss Bruges. Bruges played in the Champions League. They played against PSG, I believe. Uh, gave a good game against uh, Real Madrid, and uh, so they're not scrubs. I mean, we have to the people out there that think that oh God, we played a Belgium league team. These are not scrubs, but we are Manchester United. But our team is lackluster, has been lackluster for the last couple of years. So to get a result, a 5-0, a good play. If you watch the match, please go watch the match. I know it's very difficult to watch you know, watch either Champions League or uh, Europa League matches with the way they're going on. <clears throat> I've said my opinions about uh, Bleacher Report's live streaming. So if Bleacher Report hears me, improve, improve, improve your platform again. But, you know, we have, we're able to watch it. So we see a big story. I think the m- most important story out of this, out of uh, Bruges, Bruno, Bruno Fernandez. What he's done 
since he's been here, and I want to, you tell me, give me your opinion on his and his play of that game, and I'll give you mine. Yeah. So for me, I it was again another situation where he can he just essentially controlled uh, the match for me. I think he was our best player in that game. Um, he. He's gonna. He, for me, anyways, he tries a lot of things that sometimes he can get frustrating. But when it does come off, it looks so good. Um, I get really excited for the future because I know we're just gonna continue to bring in good players, or at least I feel that's the way that we're trending um, with with the summer signings and then with getting him in January. So on his level, the the level that he's on as a midfielder, that's what we need. Um, that's the type of number 10 that we need to be playing there in that position. We need uh, creative. We need someone to get the ball to the forwards, which he does. Um, we need someone that's going to take some chances, which he does. And then we need someone's going to score goals. Uh, and so he's starting to do that as well. But in that game in particular, um, you could just kind of see he was uh, way better than the players he was playing against. Uh, it showed. And so I'm glad we've gotten him. It took a little while, but I'm glad we have him. And uh, I'm just excited for the future because, like I said, I think we have a really good team, really good uh, vibe going right now. Just got to keep it rolling. And then when we have our opportunities, we got to take them. I mean, like you said, the good team. We have a lot of people coming back from injury. And that's helped us out, our depth. But yet we still don't have depth. I'm going to give you – I'm going to pose this question, you see. The biggest impact that they put on the team – since they've joined United, on the same position, because these two people probably, these two players do play the same position, Bruno v. LaBelle Pogba. Coming back to United, I think Pogba had a, a, a good start, but I think he fizzled out. And I think that's where a lot of fans, I know that I've been listening to, they're getting kind of nervous thinking that he may fizzle out. I don't think he will. Um, I think he's going to keep continuing on to do, to be better and better. I, I do get a little nervous because we have played him a lot. Um, and that's something that we really we can't afford to not play him. Pogba or, Pogba or Bruno? Which one? No, no, Bruno. Bruno, okay, Bruno, Bruno. Okay, you said Pogba, so I just want to make sure. Clarify for the I, fans, you're saying Bruno. Yeah, I just don't – I don't want Bruno to be overplayed because I don't want him to get injured. I don't want him to, to catch a knock. Um we do have a break, which we'll talk about um, Derby here in a little bit. But, no, I would say that um, the impact that Pogba had was great. Um, it fizzled out. Um, and I think this is – it's kind of – you can kind of compare it. It's, it's really similar. You know, he comes in, he, he's flashy, scores goals, creates chances, fans are in love. Uh, and then once the honeymoon's over, now everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people hate him, um, want him to leave. With Bruno, I think everybody's still kind of in that, that honeymoon um, type of phase right now. So I hope it lasts forever. He's only 25 years old, Bruno is. But I would, I would say that they're pretty similar. I would, I would say if you're talking about overall world impact, I think Pogba has more of, a, of an impact because he has a name and the club that he – uh, left was is huge, and the club that he was with was United. Bruno, you've got to be more of a soccer head to get more excited. I think the soccer heads knew who he was. We all knew where he was from. We all knew who he looked up to in Ronaldo. Um, but uh, now that you you get to see him play, um, 
there's no way that you can't be excited to watch him touch the ball. It, 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 he didn't have his best game in the last game, but still, if you haven't had a chance, um, you can if you can either do stats or just watch him. You can completely tell that he sees the game way before it happens. But I would I would have to give the edge to Pogba. Thank you for you just said a, a key point: stats and what you watch somebody play. You send me many a text, easy, many texts about Labelle. Uh, or Labai or Labelle, whatever that, whatever you say his middle name. I'm gonna call him Labelle. He doesn't deserve to be called by his first name. Uh, many stats, and you just said his stats versus what you see with your eye. I see Bruno with my eyes as a better player than Labelle Pogba, because Labelle, he might fill up the stat sheet. Yeah, I mean, you run his numbers. Oh, he's great, but buddy, see. You look on the pitch, and you see is you see what everybody talks about. I'm not gonna get into it. We've already we beat that dead horse. And I hope you're right. I hope you're right about Bruno, about fatigue, <coughs> game management, um, stardom. Obviously, I think it's probably the biggest thing when you come to a club like Manchester United. Stardom is probably the, the biggest thing that's going to eat you up, uh, yeah. you know, eat you alive. We've seen it with Jesse. Uh, God, I hope we're not seeing with Marcus Rashford. Stardom plays a big part in your preparation. The, the I mean, Ronaldo is probably the biggest star in the world, and you see, I mean, you see the way he prepares, what he does at thirty-five years old. Is he? Is he? I mean, he, yeah, he's thirty five. He's still. I mean, he, he could probably start for us, right? Oh now. no, hands down, head start for us. He's yes, I would trade him. I'll give Pogba and Martial back. Give them to Juventus. We get Ronaldo. I call it even, Steven, whatever. But I mean, I mean, I think what I'm trying to get at is Cristiano Ronaldo has probably handled stardom at that level at with Manchester United. The greatest, you know, the most, you know, of you know, as anybody can. Wayne Rooney had his, you know, a teetering star. Um, you know, I mean, Beckham. I mean, Beckham had his falling out with Sir Alex. <clears throat> Giggsy, you know, Giggsy and and Scolzi, I mean, weren't that superstar status as we most, you know, as we all, I mean, as we you know compare them to. But let's hope that Bruno. You know, takes advice from Ronaldo. They play with the national team together, and let's you know. Hopefully, that he um, embraces the stardom that he's getting, and doesn't make the same mistakes as Labelle Pogba. Uh, because I think that Pogba think got to his head. He left. He made a name for himself. He came back. He thought he was a savior, and you now he thinks that his shit don't stink. And God, man, uh, the dude needs to flush the toilet because. He's just stinking up the place. I mean, it's just horrible. Anyways, uh, getting back to Bruno, he scored a goal against Bruges. A penalty. Yes, he scored a penalty. That damn stutter step is probably going to give you be the death of me this season, you see. That damn stutter step that he does, because he's done it twice now, and we'll talk about it when we come to Everton. That stutter step. It's going to, I mean, LaBelle misses, LaBelle misses uh, the goals. 
But this stutter step, they're going to figure that shit out, and they're not going to move until he actually kicks a ball. And he doesn't when he does that stutter step, he don't kick the ball with very much pace. So, I mean, I think I if I waited until he does the stutter step, I could actually pick, you know, reach to the right side he's actually kicked to. What do you think about his stutter step? Yeah, it's not, uh, you know, people have different methods to doing it. Some run up, some stutter step up. This is the first that I've seen with a consistent, he literally does a little leap. Yeah, a leap. And but he, he keeps it. Looks like, a, so, looks like a Disney film, right? You know, like yeah. you know, like when Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck goes, bit -a -bit -a -bit -a -bit -a -bit, and kick, you know, like, or just, their feet just flutter in the air. I'm like, you have no power? <laughs> yeah, he's got two shots reportedly um, that he does. This is one that he's comfortable with, but... You know, you can't hate on the guy. He hadn't missed one yet. I, I hope they don't start to oh, figure see, it out. Oh, see, I think, you see, you don't know who I am. I can hate on anybody. No, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> if he's 2-0, let's hope they keep going in. It's clear. This is the one thing that I like about um, what's going on with uh, Bruno's presence is that we don't have to argue about who's going to take the free kicks anymore. Um, before he showed up, it was kind of a fight. Uh, Pogba, Rashford, you don't really know. Now it's like everybody just get the hell out of the way. Um, Bruno's going to take it. Um, you know, maybe Mata, maybe Fred, but penalties, it seems like he's the PK t kicker. So I like that part of it. Um, even if he doesn't make them all, it was kind of like when we had Wayne, we knew Rain was going to take the penalty and we knew he was going to make it. So that part of it, that's the part of the growth that I like to see. It is funky looking, but you know what? If it goes in, I mean, i.e. the Everton game that we're going to talk about later, all the goals, however they go in, they all count. So um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's interesting. If you haven't seen it, go Google it. It's, it's, a, it's a different way to take PKs. But like I say, I'm happy that he's 2-0 uh, and uh, in taking free kicks. My advice to him is just stay with something, not this, and just kick the damn ball. <laughs> because you have no power when you do that little stutter step. The goalie's going to figure out and not move until you actually hit the ball. It's easy. They can actually walk up to it. So, Bruno, leave you're listening. Please take my advice. You see, best first half of football that I've probably seen in a long time. I mean, both. Yeah, the second half was it, it teetered off in the second half. But, you know, but yet, you know, we scored the last two goals. Pastor Fred, I guess you could call him, in the 90th minute. Um, it kind of got a little, little, little lazy. Not lazy, but uh, how would you say? A little. You talking about Fred? No, no, I'm talking about the play of game. A little dull. Told that yeah, I, I was still happy, though, because it was we were still trying to score. I mean, we were yeah. the game was already over. Um, Jesse comes on late. He, he has an assist. That part, to me, it showed a lot. I don't know if it was just the reinsurgence of, not reinsurgence, but just having Bruno or, or what it was, but it just seemed like at, the, at any point in time we could have just went into cruise control, parked the bus, and we didn't do that. We tried to score as many goals as we possibly could. So um, that was encouraging to see. I mean, I, I was hoping that Fred's scoring would, would spur him on to score again in, in the league. Because um, that's what we need. We need him to score in the league or at least give the goalie, um, you know, make him scared a little bit. But um, that didn't wind up happening. But, no, I was happy to see him score. Um, I know Bruges is to be respected, but we've got to get back to the levels of, 
Bruges is a club that we play in the summertime for for vacation. That that's what we got to get back to. So I think we're on our way. Um, I know we missed an opportunity, which we'll talk about later. But I just see the fact that we're able to bring some subs off the bench that are actually um, decent players. That's that's when you know you're getting to that level. What did you think of Igala starting? I mean, the, in the play with an actually with an actual true. True number nine. I think for me, it's it's exciting to see him play. It's exciting to see him start, As you, to your point, because for me, you can tell when that's your natural position, he's going to create opportunities, even if you just give him five minutes, because he understands channels. He understands how to hold up the ball. He understands that catching it, playing back with that midfield, making those runs, he puts himself in positions to score. So... For me, I am super excited for this guy. Um, for those of you who don't know, he's playing with a huge chip on his shoulder. He had a loss in his family. Um, and when he scored a goal, he lifted the, the shirt so that everyone could kind of see who he was playing, paying homage to. So, you know, it's one thing to play for a, a club. But when you're playing for, for a club that, you, that it's your favorite club and now you actually get to go out and play, you can tell that all he wants to do is score goals for United. So... Um, he's going to score more goals. Um, we only we don't have very many games left in the regular season and, and in these cup games, but he he is going to score uh, uh, more goals. I I can guarantee you it because he wants it. You can tell he's hungry. So I I'm I root for him. And when he starts, I I am rooting the loudest in in the house because I just want him to do so well. I believe I believe he needs to get more starts. He's the number nine. He should be United's number nine. Tony, give your shirt to him, period. Um, <clears throat> we had a question of the day on our pod, uh, on our socials. With Mata playing with Bruno, you saw the chemistry. But Mata's contract's up at the end of this, I guess, summer? No, I don't even know. It's either May or June. <coughs> um, do you see... United extending Mata's contract because of the basic veteran presence in, in the locker room. And obviously you see the play between him and Bruno. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to, it's one of those deals, you know, Mata is somebody who clearly needs a, a, a midfield player that he can connect with. That's something he didn't have. Um, I would if this was five years ago, I would have said absolutely jump on it, hop on it, and do it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I feel like if you listen to what Oli says and you have to go with the manager you have, you have to try to listen to what the manager that we have says. Oli wants the young resurgence of United to come back. Yes, we're we're in talks with some really really good midfielders. Um, would I love to have Mata come off the bench to to your to your point be that veteran presence off the bench? Absolutely, I yeah, don't see anything wrong with that. Have... Reduce contract. It, you could say it was not even. It wouldn't even be. It's like having Jesse Lingard and get rid of Jesse and just keep Mata there, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would totally get rid of Jesse. That's not even a question. But I, if you're talking Mata, it's not that I don't like the guy. I just think that we're trying to build. Uh, a newer team, a fresher team, a younger team. So he would be somebody that, yes, I would keep, but I would, it would be, I would tell him in his, his new role would be, um, you know, you'd come in in important matches because you're a veteran, because you're not going to get 
rattled by big stadiums and huge crowds. Um, so you come in off the bench, but not not somebody that I want to start. No, not not. I, I want to say he's 32, 31 right now. Going to be thirty two going into next season. So, um, so no, I I like him. I love what he's doing this year. Um, Should have scored at the weekend. Gosh dang, it came so close. But uh, but no, um, not something long term. Maybe another year, and then he's got to go. Would you see Juan Mata as a good player coach? Something, something in the mold of a Carrick, you know. I mean, oh, Skulls and Giggsy working on their badges. I don't even know Juan Mata is working on his badges, but would you see as we keep him on to help the club? I mean, in that player coach capacity. I mean, it, he's somebody that definitely loves the club, so that's something I could I could see. Um, you know, I just, he's still got some game in him. So I hope I'm not sounding like I'm saying he's crap. He's not crap. You want him to come to the MLS and make (laughs) millions of dollars and then, you know, tarnish his record. I I don't know. I mean, what, I mean, if he stays with United, he stays with United. Yeah, he does. But it's just to what capacity does he stay and what does he play? I don't, I don't see him starting. He doesn't start as it is now. I don't know if that's because Ole doesn't like him or because we're trying to change formation, but I definitely think if we're talking Juan Mata now as opposed to Juan Mata, say Chelsea, say when he first came to us, he was a different player. He was a little bit faster. And I think once you start to slow down, um, you can't really do the same things that you were. You can see flashes. You can still see that there's something there. And so that's what I'm saying. If the rest of the season and then maybe going into next season and say, look, we can give you another year. Um, you know, but this is going to be it. I'm totally down with that. But the long term, you know, we're talking we're talking rebuild for me. I don't I don't see United uh, challenging for the league next year. So I'm talking rebuild. This is something that is going to take some time, something that we're going to need new, younger kids. And eventually, trust me, Liverpool have been found out. We all know this. They lost to a crappy Watford team. Um, they can be got. And they have players that they're going to be letting go. So summertime is going to be big for players like Mata where they go, look, if we can get rid of Pogba, if we can get rid of Matic, if we can get rid of Jesse Lingard, if we can get rid of Pereira, bring in some money, we can bring in some of these young kids, the Grealishes, the Madisons, the Sanchos, and then you can come off the bench and come in and revive these young kids um, when they come off and they get tired. I I could see him in that role uh, next season. Hell, he's doing it right. He's doing it right now. Well, I mean, if if that's the case, if this is the last season, it'll be a great swan song to two Valencia players, uh, Dave, David Silva and Juan Mata. They both came from Valencia. I want to say around the same time. I uh, wanted both of them at United. So uh, two great players that United missed out on. Uh, both players, you know, from Valencia. Um Dan James, electric, my friend. That's what every, I mean, that game, Dan, that's probably his best game that he played, Dan James. And you cannot tell me that Dan James was not, or should be not, was not, or should not be claimed as the man of the match. That boy was up and down the pitch, shooting shots on goal. You know, he got that, you know, the shot on goal that, created the red cart <coughs> and we'll talk about VAR here here later. Uh 
but that boy was pinging things off, pinging things in the in, in the box. Uh, unfortunately, we had nobody you know to capitalize on it, but that shows Dan James' quality. I mean, that that match, you put him against Martial on the wing. I take Dan James every day of the week and twice on Sunday because that boy could actually play the wing position and go at people. Yeah, I I still think he's got a ways to go. Um, he's gonna. I hope anyway. I shouldn't say. And he's I'm going tired to get of that. Easy. I'm tired of this. He has a ways to go. Bullshit. Yeah. Because effective, he is. He is a Premier Premier League player. You tell me what's the difference between Jan, Dan James at the wing with a wing position supposed to do and what what Martial what Martial does? Because they. I, well, mean, I mean, you say Martial goes at people and scores goals erratically. He does. He doesn't do it consistently. But Dan James, Martial doesn't create opportunity for a, a, a real striker to actually get on the opportunity. Dan James was putting things in the box the whole season. Uh, Goddamn, we don't have a real striker to put, get on the damn end of it. Yeah, I think for, for Dan James, you can't. no one can argue his pace. And that's something that if you, if you have pace like that, I, I compare. This is kind of how I compare uh, Daniel James to a player that I, I really like in DeAndre Yeldon. And most Americans will know him because he's on our national he, team. No, no, Yeldon is a fullback. As a yeah, yeah. Let, let me let me finish. The, the only reason why I compare <laughs> the two is because they're both very, very fast. Pace in the Premier League is going to get you on the pitch, and so I I agree that they're both fast. I agree that you're not going to catch them in a race. The the thing that they lack is that technical ability to be able to do both. So. Yes, they're quick. Yes, they can keep the ball, but they have to be able to consistently come inside. They have to be able to consistently make passes and make runs. That's why I'm saying this is this is just his first season. So we all have to give him some time. He could grow and be into something. He's only 22 years old. Oh, so okay, he's not he's not going to be a world class player yet. He doesn't start for his national team yet. He still comes off the bench for those guys. So. You have to give him time to grow. You have to get. You have to understand where he was going to sign and who he actually signed with. That's a. That's another thing that we have to look at when we talk about Daniel James. So I know he he will have good t- games from time to time, but <clears throat> most of the time, if you look at his overall season, he's not doing the job that we need our number sevens to do. No, we mi- no, no. You see, we missed him. In the Everton match. And you could say, we'll get to the Everton match. And you could say, we missed him in the Everton match. What I'm tired is, what I'm tired of, is the fact that Dan James gets his rap. That, oh, uh, he's, a, he's a championship player. And that's what he is. And X, Y, and Z. And, you know, from uh, the talking heads across the sea. Um, <coughs> they're saying that that's what he is. But what is Martial? Five years. He has approved jack shit. But, oh, Martial's potential. But Dan James, he's his championship player. That's what he does. Well, Martial hasn't learned shit in the first place. Oh, well, he, he's, a, he's a one-trick pony that comes off the left. He puts it to the left, puts it to the right, and that's it. And we'll talk about his goal. I know we had a uh, we had an argument, uh, you know, going back on on a on text message. We had an argument about his goal. You think it's a world worldy goal, world class, world class goal? I think it was a regular chip in that anybody. Uh, my 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 four year old, my five year old could probably can make. I think you know what he did was he 
Okay, let's get into the goal because um, I think we're done with Jen. <laughs> if you want to close Dan, Dan James, but I'm going to allude to both. That goal that Martial wasn't a worldy goal. He just, it was a chip over the goldie, goalie. That's it. Period. It was nothing. What he what was what, what was world class is the hand on it, the touch. You know the the one two, but the goal itself. Bruno, I mean, who scored? Um, Gallo scored a better goal, in my opinion. I think I told you, uh, Fred scored a better goal. Um, it's um, Bruno scored a better goal. But to give this credit to Martial scoring this worldy goal, and the the, the fact of that people don't want to, people criticize Dan James and his play and don't criticize and want to forgive Martial and his play, I think it's bullshit. Uh, and you're just you're playing and just like Pogba, you're playing pitting apples and oranges, apples to apples, but you're putting them apples to oranges because. They're, they're one, the ones has potential in, in Martial and Pogba, but they crapped the bed and Dan James is in his first season with, with Manchester United. Well, I think, I think for James and I'll finish all on James and I'll, and I'll talk about the goal. I think for James, I think for me anyways, and I know a lot of people, they get kind of confused into um, just all numbers or is the guy just running around? Is he just really fast? Daniel James came into the league, and right off the bat, he was doing really well as far as producing, right? You have to actually put something in the back of the net or create an assist, or you have to give us something. And I think he did that when he first came, and I think everyone thought, well, where'd this kid come from? Why why is this kid just killing the league? And then it just died off. There wasn't any injuries. There wasn't any niggles here, nothing. Just He just stopped. So when you when you when you look at that and you look at the position that he's playing again, this is not. If if you guys get an opportunity to look at the number sevens that we've had at our club, we don't have. We've never had crappy number sevens. We always have at least a decent number seven. When you, where did we fall off at after Nani left? Nani was a crappy number seven. Valencia was a crappy number seven. I would. Would you say Nani's Alexis better Sanchez? than James? <laughs> you think Nani's is worse than Daniel James? But the pedestal of the number seven. No, 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 no. Don't get no, 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 no. Don't get it twisted, EC. The number, the number that is given. It's like a. <clears throat> it's like a. It's like a player wearing the in, in the states. You given the twenty three jersey, or in basketball. I'm sorry. I have to. You know. I know we now. Or international, so in basketball, you wear the twenty three. You better play like twenty three, and ain't ain't fucking LeBron James. It's the original twenty three, Michael Jordan. You want to play yeah. baseball? You want to play baseball? You wear the number three. You wear the number two. You wear the number four. <coughs> That's uh, Babe Ruth. But but Babe what I'm Ruth, saying is Lou Gehrig. I, you know, yeah. you want to wear the number seven. That's Mickey Mantle. I mean, it's easy. I mean, twenty-two Emmett Smith. You want? I mean, you want to? You want to act like those people? Those numbers are those. No, no. You're talking about the position, and you're right. The position of a left wing or right wing is different, right? And it also is different in formation. Nani was playing in a four-four-two with much of his much of his career with Sir Alex. Am I correct? Yeah, 
Yeah. Which was outside in the wing. Dan James is asked to play. He's a wing player that should traditionally be playing in a 4-4-2, be asked to play in a 4-3-3 or usually a 3-5-3 formation. But yet what he's doing, and people don't talk about it, people say it's wasted movement. Well, you know what's a waste? When we don't have a fucking striker that can't get in the damn box. When he's pinging balls, he's running in the byline. And he's getting balls in in the in the eight yard box, and you know what? We have nobody. You know, we have nobody to come. Hey, he's creating chances. Those are chances. You're talking about assists. You know what? If we don't have a striker, we don't have anybody to follow up, come into the box to actually clean up mess, like Igalo did. That's a striker. That is a striker. Somebody well, that actually somebody actually runs to the post for you know like Chicharito used to do. Like any striker, any striker in the world that has any good God-given talent would run in the box when somebody's putting the bo- the ball in the box. But no, we don't have that. We have a uh, Martial. That's my point with Daniel James. If you're gonna play out on the wing, which he does, he has to have more than just the byline. He has no, to be he's able to the box put his in the, box. He's putting he the ball in the box. Easy. What more do you want? I want him to eventually be able to take, not just take people on, which he doesn't. If you look at his game no, he recently, he's not, he, he doesn't, doesn't. do right. that very well. He, he loses the ball or he just passes it back. He doesn't cut inside. He doesn't connect with anyone. That's why Bruno was yelling at him the first game to move, to get out of the way. He doesn't know how to make runs very well. But again, He's young. This is his first year in the Premiership, <laughs> so you can't you can't just say, "Well, he's not getting the opportunities he needs to get." That's not fair to say. Well, one guy is the only guy that doesn't, and everybody else has all the opportunities. He's had tons of game time, tons of game time. He's gonna eventually, I hope, because he's gonna stay with the team. He's gonna eventually get some touch to his game some technical ability to his game he's going to get strength to his game he doesn't have that yet he's a young kid he's going to get that but he's not and when i say number seven for those of you out there looking at the way we we look at american sports the number seven is a little bit different for our club he's not there yet he's going to get there i hope but he has to develop more stuff to his game when when people say championship player and the reason I agree with that is because most of those guys, they don't have a whole lot in their locker yet. But the hope is, is that he gets that. He gets the trickery. He gets the one-two touch. <laughs> get that move, that juke, and start scoring goals. That's the other part of it. So, again, if you're pinging in balls and people aren't getting onto the end of it and it's just happening every single game, that's one thing. That's not happening. If it happens once or twice in a game – Okay, fair play to him. Continue to do it. But he has to grow, which he will. He has to get better, which he will. He has to get more technical, which he will. He has to learn how to cut back inside, which he will. Those are all things that he's going to learn. He's learning it all on the run right now. Martial, when he plays out on the wing or when he plays up front, he produces. And I think that's the difference between the two of of those guys. Speaking of a championship player, you brought him up, Martial. The only reason why I think Martial is not a championship player is because he's, he's got as much as many goals and assists as our top players. He's a one-trick pony, you said. No, you you, you compared 
James to a one-trick pony. Martial is a one-trick pony. In what sense? So you think Martial is worse player than Daniel James? I, for as many years he's been with the United, yes. So he has not grown. No, EC, that Martial's e, first e, year at e, United e, is first e, No, 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 EC. Yeah, no, 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 not first year. I thought okay, I think I think, Mar- I think, I think Mar- no no I no, think Martial was would like the world no 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 you see Daniel James say. has done way worse than Martial not even close so to compare the two if you're looking at Daniel James's first season to Martial's first season but it's no no no, no. we didn't pay fifty million for Dan James. It doesn't matter what no, you no, pay no, for. No, 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 no. The expectation. What you pay the for expectation. No, 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 no. Just like LaBelle. Just like no, 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 no. You get it twisted. Harry Maguire is worth eighty million dollars. That's what. One of my topics. No, no, EC. One of my topics is is Harry Maguire the right captain? And I say yes. That was one of my next, you know, all topics. Is Harry Maguire? No, no, no. Because the fact of what he's done to secure the back line. And we'll talk about the Everton game here shortly. You know, fuck it. Let's get into Ever- the Everton game. You want to say Harry Maguire is worth $80 million. That's the going. No, no. You don't think he is. Not even close. Okay, who would you pay? Who, I mean, Smalling? Van Dyke? Jones? Van Dyke is worth $80 million. Ronaldo got sold for $75 million. You think we're Ronaldo's talking, worth talking, $75 we're million? We're talking center backs. No, 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 no. But center I'm telling backs. you, I'm talking about market price. We're talking about yeah. market price. You think what we sold Ronaldo for was way undervalued? I think we could have probably got $500 million for Ronaldo, but we're talking about two different players. No, 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 no. We're talking about the market value, Easy. Yeah, for a center back as opposed to a winger, it's different. You're not going to get the same market value for the same player. But no, Goalkeepers no. Van Dyke, are okay, Van Dyke the same amount of money as Van a Dyke winger. Was two They're... years ago, he got bought two years ago, right? Right, but you're talking about two different. You're talking apples and oranges. No, no, no. The, but the market has changed within those two years. You, Philip Coutinho, Coutinho. How much did Coutinho get paid? Um, they paid for him, two hundred something. For a scoring. A player. That's what. And what is he doing now? Play. Where is he at? Where? Where is? Where, where? Can you please tell me where Philip Coutinho is at, please? He's playing at Bayern Munich, who's one of the best teams in the world. Well, is, no, is he playing? Yes, he's playing. He's starting for Bayern Munich. He just slapped three goals against Chelsea at Chelsea. He was on the starting team. But is he worth? Okay, who did he get sold to? He went to Barca. Exactly. It Where's he at right now? He said it Bayern Munich. Always work. No, 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 no. no, no. Bayern Munich. Easy, easy. He's doing his easy. thing. Mbappe. Killian, I mean, no. who I want. If we could buy Killian, that would make my Christmas, New Year. It's what the market wants, EC. And it's it, period. It's like Neymar got sold from uh, Barcelona. I'll tell you what it is. I'll Bar- tell you exactly Bar- no, no, it no. It's the name on the crest. United are going to pay $80 million because they're United. That's why these guys are getting I've been inflated. telling you that, you see? I've been telling you that this whole pod since we had a pod. We have a United tax, period. But so, Harry Maguire, no, no, no. Harry Maguire has proven himself, period, to be worth what we paid for. If it if, it, if it's the $80 million we paid for and technically it was evaluated at 60 then that's what we paid for. But we paid for a leader on this team. Which has been lacking in the past. God, I'm not since since, since, since since what from Ferdinand crazy. left. I mean, who's who's <laughs> been the, no who who has been the leader of this of this team since Sir Alex left? In players, please tell me. 
and players. Yeah, who's been the leader? Ferdinand left. Vidic left. Ever I would left. say, who captained the side after he left? You tell me. I would say maybe Ashley Young was probably our biggest, our best and biggest leader. <laughs> really? And you're talking about Ashley Young that's now, that's been jettisoned? Hey, man, if they win a Scudetto, what are you going to say? It's, it's there for them. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm, but you understand my point. I'm, what I'm getting at is Harry Maguire, yes, he is worth the $80 million we paid for. And, and he's, he's worth that in spades. And I don't know if you don't see that. If you want, if you want Koulibaly, uh, it's going to take him a, a, a year to adapt. I mean, he's not going to get thrown in there right away. Um, and who knows? The dude's 30 years old, injury prone. So I, I just, I don't see it. I mean, if you're not going to say, I don't know. If we don't see eye to eye and Harry Maguire, you see, uh, I have a, this is going to be a rough road for this podcast. I think he's good. I just, 80 million in cap. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's just nuts. I mean, come on. What do you want? What do we, what, okay, what did Liverpool pay for, 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 Van, for Van Dyke? Virgil, I want to say. 70. I want to say they got a, the best player in the world. He almost won the Ballon d'Or last year. He's awesome. Hey, how did he do it? Uh, how did he do on a Sunday? Or was it Saturday? That whole team got slapped up. They nah, were missing. Nah, 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 nah. Don't give me the best player in the world bullshit. He was not the best player in the world. That's freaking bullshit, man. I think him and Veron are the best two center backs in the world. Okay, Veron. How much you pay Veron? Right now? Yes. How much for him? If I'm United? Well, you can overpay, right? He's young. I, I'd give him $50 million. I'd, I, I'll give you I'll give you a, a quote of the week. I'd sell De Gea and get Varane. Swap fifty million for him. Get Varane back. Sure up the center back position. Then Lindelof comes off the bench. All right. Well, we're gonna get to De Gea here. In a bit. Doing that we're, we're gonna get into De Gea here in a bit. But anyways, all right. Let's close Bruges out. Uh, I talked. We talked way much longer than I expected about Bruges because we have a lot to talk about everything and. It's not even close. It's not even close. Damn, I'm like, damn, I've been drinking too much. Um, EC, a tale of two halves. A tale of two halves in Everton. First half, bang busters. Man, we come out like, okay, I'm sorry. We didn't come out. Let me, um, what is the terminology? Foreshadow or... Build it up, or I don't even know. See, I need I need to go to radio school, folks. You know, you start subscribing, start, you know, whatever. But send me to radio school so I have the right terminology. Uh, let me build this up, I guess. First two minutes. Oh. Uh, our goalkeeper. Uh, you have a heart. Or- you have a heart attack. You see. I'm having one again because you're making me really – you know, I watched that over with my daughter because <laughs> I talked to her about hustling through the ball all the time because she's a striker. And you, I'm like, why tell you to run through the ball? <laughs> you know what? You. you see, you should make a video. Um, Never give up because the fact uh, of what uh, – Calvin Lewin, was it? Calvin Lewin? Uh, yes, Calvin it Lewin. It was Calvin yeah. Lewin on uh, our goalkeeper 
the great David De Gea, which has kind of been suspect for the past couple of two seasons. Um, yeah. the Our great goalkeeper took too long on the ball to kick it out and Calvaluin. And it was kind of one of those routine kind of, you know, you're just going up there and eh, let me get in the way. Let me put a foot in it. I'm not going to get it kind of thing. And what happens, EC? Two minutes in, ball deflects off of the back of his foot, off his heel, and right into the goal. One nothing. two minutes into the game. I was shocked. I didn't even, I just, I was frozen on the couch, just frozen. Yeah, I couldn't believe I it. just turned the TV on. I was late four minutes, you know, because. Oh, I mean, no. I, yes, I just, I was. My daughter's, you know, getting up. I had to get a milk and everything. And, you know, before I turned on the TV, because I had to turn their TV on so they don't bother me. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So I was late four minutes, and I'm like four minutes. I'm like one nil. What the f- happened? You know. <clears throat> so then, then I look online and David Hare goalkeeping error. How many times yes. this year has it happened? You see, how many times this year I, I want, has Big Dave caused us a goal? I want to say this is the fourth. I, I I'm pretty sure it's the fourth that he's done this year. Um. And I, you know, I, I was joking about the Veron thing. I probably wouldn't trade him right now, but I, I kind of feel like he, at this point, probably wants to take off. Um, if you if you get a chance to go back and look at the play, um, Maguire and Lindelof are chilling. I mean, they're just hanging out with nobody around them. So for me, that's a clear trust issue. Um, he didn't trust them. He wanted to play a 50-50 ball up the field instead of just a simple pass. Um, that, that to me is, is trust. Um, I was beyond upset, beyond shocked, um, confused as to why he wouldn't just pass the ball. Those were the rages of emotions I was going through. Um, I don't know what's going on with that cat, man. I don't, I don't get it. I, I will tell you this though, you, and you were there too, and I'm still talking first half. He made some saves in that first half, man. He made some saves. And that's the thing. It's like, he does something so stupid like that, and then he makes saves to where you're like, gosh, we got something out of the game. I wonder how. Well, he was a big part of how. So I, I'm beyond mad, and we'll talk about the second half in a second, but that was probably the worst that I've ever seen. And trust me, I understand. You know, and Me and my daughter were sitting back talking about it. The ball could have went anywhere. And most of the time it does. Most of the time it goes out of bounds or it goes to the defender or yeah. – Go right into the back of the net. So, was I pissed? Yes. Was it a lapse in judgment? Yes. Um, will he play it out quicker? I guarantee it, especially if they bench his butt. But oh, um, I mean, that's not going to happen. It, it really sucked. <clears throat> what I, I when I saw it happen, not sorry, I'm sorry. Saw the replay. Obviously, hearing the <clears throat> the comments, Roy Keane had some pretty um <laughs> poignant i guess you could say from a um, it's kind of on the on the nice side of about um <laughs> about david Hare. he doesn't hold back no nah, roy king doesn't i love him i love him i think we need him we need somebody like cat on our team as this old school in me but anyways getting back to david Hare, it goes it, it's like one of those things are we Paying David the hair because we gave him a new contract last season. I want to say last season. 
Yeah, last season. Are we gonna keep, are we gonna keep on to him because of our, his past glories, or are we gonna give Dean Henderson a chance coming up? And I mean, he's good. doing a great job at Sheffield United, but I would I would Romero would probably get a nod before uh, Henderson does. I'd be interested to see how Henderson does in the Euros this summer, um, because I don't think they're gonna go with Pickford. Um, he had a he played on the other side and probably should have stopped Bruno's goal that we'll talk about here in a second. No, I think Pickford had a great game, but that's been I mean, know. late. He should have saved that goal. Yeah, I know. That, Bruno. He should have saved that. But I don't. I don't think that United are going to give him a chance. I do think he will get a chance at a big club. Um, I just don't know if it's if it's going to be Arsenal. I know Chelsea have been linked with De Gea as well. Um, it's going to be up to De Gea. You have to really look at the clubs that are out there right now um, that have keepers, world-class keepers already in net. I think if you look at Real Madrid, um, they've got the FLC keeper who's doing well. Um, the All Black at uh, Barcelona is probably the best of all of them. Um, you got Gigi Buffon at Juventus. He's a, a little bit older. Chesney backs him up. He's like in his 40s, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So. So Chesney, Chesney is their backup there at Juventus. So that's that's where I see De Gea going, if anywhere. PSG? You know, PSG got the, I mean, their goalkeeper's also intact. He's a good goalkeeper. Um, that's For me, I, I look at PSG like that's the place where you want to go and get an easy trophy because I don't really look at the French League as something to be um, – you know, a big deal, a big club. I know they have big players. Not you mentioned Juventus. I think yeah. can, I think we can get big money if we sold on Juventus because Juventus apparently has big pockets right now because yes. they're paying. Yeah, they're gonna. They're, it looks like they're gonna pay. Want to pay top dollar for uh, Pogba? So yes. if you want, I don't want to get rid of him. I want him one more season in United. That's what I'm saying. That, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I agree with you. But I mean, the mistakes he makes—if he keeps making mistakes like like he did on on Sunday, um, I'm sorry. Next man up, you you we paid you for what you owed. Um, this I, that, that was it was horrible mistake. It was bad. It was a, it was a, it was a bad bad play. But for I mean, he may I mean right. I mean, I want to say maybe ten minutes later he makes a great no. save. Maybe not even ten. <laughs> he I mean he, he saved save. he saved the game. If you talk about the first half and the second half, he was making great saves. So that's that's the thing. I don't want to, I don't want to give up on Dave because we. I mean, he never gave up on us, especially when he was, especially when we're at the at the bottom of the barrel. And the movement in the first half, he see, was awesome. God, you saw it. You know, just everywhere. But I have a question about the formation. We painted diamond, right? Four four two diamond. It was. Looking at it, when I saw the lineup, I'm like, where are we going to get offense? Are we going to play defense? Because we played, obviously, the back four was, uh, other than um, Basaka, Lindelof, McGuire, Shaw. Yep. Then we had um, Matic. Then we had McTominay, Fred. Then we had, above them, Bruno. And then on the wings... I know you, you got, your boy got his chance, uh, Martial on the wing and Greenwood on the wing, right? Well, see, that was the thing. They were playing, they played Martial and Greenwood up front, and in the diamond, what they were doing was playing forward, and they were playing on the wing. 
that's why the formation looks so jacked up because the the diamond that he was playing, he was having his forwards actually play wing back as well because he had to control that midfield. And I think that's where he messed up on the formations for me um, because you could see both Greenwood and Martial making runs up and down the wing where you're like, dude, get in the box, get into the hole to score. They're running up and down the wing chasing defenders. They had no striker to put it on it, right? Oh, no. So I think he played the wrong formation. I don't know how from Thursday to Sunday he actually implemented 4-4-2 diamond because it is complex to to implement. So I was I was super confused as to why he would do that. It almost worked. I know we'll get into the second half in a second, but I just when you do that, what you're doing is you're taking your strikers, you're really taking your strikers out, especially if they're not um, well, they're not strikers. No, they're not yeah, if they're not used to playing that position. Because as you can see, and we'll talk about second half in a second, when Agallo came on, he almost had a chance to score and almost win the game for us. So I don't like four four two diamond with the players that we have. But we're pinging him off the ball. I mean, God, I mean those chances we had in the first half, other than I mean, after the day I think we recouped. After the day I think we I mean, you saw Lindelof go get the ball, pick it up. You know, basically pick David's pants up off the floor, you know, after he got busted, you know, pick him up, pat him on, pat him on the ass, you know, you know, tell him, you know, whatever. And then the, the whole first half, we're just on it, on it, on it, picking shit off the, you know, off, off Pickford. Pickford played, in my opinion, I don't see, like you said about uh, uh, Bruno's goal. Bruno Fernandez scored a world-class goal. That goal was something we haven't seen. Again, I'm going to talk about we haven't seen in a very long time because we haven't seen that. We don't have people to do that. We have not had people to do that. Uh, I think that's the only the only error that Pickford had. But Pickford had a I mean, I think he had a world he had a worldy day. You know, uh, it's just I don't see where you know. Where where people could you know say that about him as an English England goalkeeper, but maybe a season I don't keep up with Everton anyways. But it's just the overall season because I think you know if you look at our who we we sold him Sheffield United, he's playing great for them this season. Like he's he's playing absolutely amazing. Pickford over this season has just made mistake after mistake. You want to talk about De Gea making mistakes? Pickford does what he did in that United game and makes you know, saves like you're like, oh my gosh. And then he met, lets in goals like he let in. That's what's consistent. And Southgate was actually at the game uh, watching, yeah. obviously recruiting because, you know, the Euros are right around the corner. So I don't think that he gets in uh, as the number one, but shit, I mean, you never know. But the Bruno goal. Yeah, it was a good hit, but it's so far out and it wasn't at the post. He's got he's to he's gotta stop that goal from going in. I loved it. I jumped off my couch as I always dude, do. I, I saw him when he was winding up for it. I'm like, dude. And when he got it, I'm like, did he really? You know, like my exactly, exactly like that happened. Did he really? Like my voice went up that high of an octave when I when I saw it. I was like, what the hell did I just watch? Because wow. the fact that we mean, I mean that we haven't seen that in a while. We haven't. Maybe it was luck. Who cares? Who cares? But we haven't. We haven't had that kind of you know, enthusiasm as of late. But, you know, uh, come second half, right? Second half was lackluster. But what I want to finish the first half with 
because it, it it kind of goes into the second half. The feistiness, the yellow cards. How many yellow cards had everybody? I mean, I want to say throughout the game. I think in totality it was five. I my might be seven. I, I, I was I could more be. than that. Yeah, you're right. But it was it was a feisty first. It was a feisty game. I don't know what you know. I I never heard Everton and Manchester United having a a rivalry, but it, it's one of those things where they think we're their rivals because it's only forty. It's only a forty five minute drive. No, but from, Liverpool's our rival. They're that's the same city. It's just I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying. Liverpool is in Everton, or you should, you, I should say, sorry, Everton is in Liverpool. And so they, the Evertonians, they think that we're their rival. And so that's, that's kind of where that kind of brews from. Cause like I said, it's, it's a 45 minute drive up the road to get to Everton. Well, right. to, but you're, to be right. clear, we are seven, not, we are not rivals. <laughs> it was seven yellow cards. Um, and speaking seven, of one, yeah. Speaking of one yellow card that I kind of have a an issue with is in the 69th or 67th minute. The Fred? Uh, yes, the Fred. Yeah. I yeah. say the ghost handball. Um, Var got it wrong. It was a horrible call. Yes. It was a horrible call. And, and the fact, I, think he, I think he more got the yellow card off of bumping the ref. But my thing is, why can't they just look at it? Mm-hmm. Just go have a look. If you're going to stop the game and everyone's going to crowd around the ball for five hours so that the, the person can set the ball down and kick it, go look in the camera and you can clearly see it comes off his knee and ricochets. Like, it's clear as day. We all have replay at home, HDTVs. You can see it goes off of his knee and flies in the air. And the referee's like, hell-bent, nope, handball, free kick. Imagine if he scores on that play. Well, VAR has, been, VAR has been a proponent. And the reason I didn't bring it up in the Bruges, Bruges game because it kind of manifested itself in this game. In the Bruges game, the handball, right? Right. The Dan James put in the ball, put in the box. Handball took was it five minutes almost? I want to say <coughs> when I watched it because I know I drank a half a beer between the time there was a handball to the time that uh, <laughs> the Bruno actually took the goal. <laughs> I was I, I was. Disclaimer: I was watching it on a replay. All right, I was at I was in training last week. It was during work hours. Disclaimer, please. But it was it. A, it was a half, it was about half a beer. But by the time by the time there was a handball, to by the time um, Bruno stutter you know stutter step kicked it in and scored the goal. Um, this match, we had the ghost handball. Right? Yes, it was horrible. We had uh, offsides on Everton, was it? Yeah, that was the saver. That was where, that's the whole thing of like, you you hate it and then you love it. Because I literally, no lie, when that ball went in the back of the net, 90 whatever minute it was. 90 seconds. I walk, 90 seconds, I walk, I walk out of the living room, walk past my, my wife and I go, I say, all right. I'm going to go ahead and go into the shower. And she goes, well, the game's still on. I said, no, we got screwed. I turned the water on for the shower to get ready for church. I come back out, and I'm like, wait a minute. Some VAR, what? Wait, what happened? <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute. We have a chance. 
And so they make the decision, and I'm looking, and I'm screaming, going, yeah, he's interfering, even though De Gea jumps the wrong way in slow-mo. I'm like... Damn, you take a very quick shower, my friend. <laughs> no, I, that's what I'm saying. I didn't take it. I turned the oh, water off. Okay. <laughs> I went, I went, I was done. I was depressed and walked away, and I just turned the water off because I came back, and I was like, let me see why, why, let me see what happens, because I got to be a fan. You never know what could happen, right? So I walked back out. And I'm like, VAR, so I go back in, I turn the water off. I'm like, well, shit, we got, we, we, they called it back. So, nah, we got, we got what we deserved to an extent. Because to your point, in the first half, we probably played the best half of football that we played all season. Um, the fact that we couldn't put another one home was just, it's just frustrating. It's just that final third. It's just, it, it wasn't there. I, I don't think Bruno had his best game. Um I think that was probably the worst that he's played since he's been here, and he scored a goal, and that's so that's saying a lot. I think he gave it away a lot more than I thought he was going to, but I think that's him trying things, and I love the fact that he tries things. But um, this is the first time where I was kind of like, dude, do you have to? Do, does it have to be a eighty-yard ball across the field to the guy? You're not going to make it there every time. So um, I wanted him to do a little bit better. I wanted Fred to do a little bit better. Um, it just, it was just a consistency in the final third, which is what we've been saying pretty much all, all season. I know every, every pod that we've done, um, it's just a consistency of you play really good in one game, two games in the third, you fall off. Um, you play good in the first half, second half, you fall, you fall off. We have yet to win three straight premier league games all season long. Um, we have yet to capitalize on eight of Chelsea's dropping points all season long. So we just we're not consistent yet. But the fact that we're only three points off um, is a huge deal. I'm I'm really getting sick and tired of waiting on this Manchester United Manchester City verdict. It's it's annoying. Uh, but at the end of the day, we have to worry about ourselves. We had an opportunity. We missed out on it. Um, I'm just glad. I watched that Chelsea game all the way through. I'm just glad that their result happened the way that it did. Um, and we were actually to able to come out and get a point. All right. The subs, you see, um, we brought them on the 80th minute, right? Yeah. He brought on, uh, uh, he brought on the back, the left back, uh, Williams. Um, he brought on, Mata, yeah, and he brought him Nigalo. No, well, he brought Mata and Nigalo in the 80th minute. Yeah, and then he didn't bring on Brandon in the, the last. Uh, oh, yeah, he brought, but he, he subbed. Yeah. he subbed Martial way too late. Martial should have yeah. been off way too early. Martial should have been off at the 60th minute. In my opinion, bring him on for a true striker. Uh, he made the Mata Mata thing. I think it started creating chances. He took yeah. on he took on Batamane. you know. He brought um, took on Batamane, He brought Martin, and then he brought he brought off Greenwood for Gallo, and then yeah. Williams for Martial. Yeah, everybody everybody's been bitching about why do you bring in Williams and Martial? It's like, what has Martial done? His best play, his best play of the whole game. I'm, you know, this is my last statement about Martial, this podcast, because I'm pretty sure the uh, 
the the listeners are probably like this dude has a vendetta against this guy, but I do I do I do I do I do. But if you actually really watch this man uh, play football, you understand. His best play was when he tracked back. <laughs> he basically tracked back from shit, probably ninety yards, and blocked the blocked the cross in our own box um, in like the eighty fifth minute. I think I want to say. I was like, that's the, that's the best play. That's the best effort that he gave in this whole match is that because he pouts on his left-hand side, uh, he, he's, he was given the position you wanted on the left, on the, on the wing to go at people, to go at people. What I mean, he didn't do shit. Um, he should have been taken off at the 16th minute for Igalo, change the formation. Uh, we missed James, in my opinion. We missed James in that match. Because we had a revert to playing the diamond, I think that many midfielders in a match hinders us. Because we have you're gonna want to play Fred, McTominay, and Bruno, and when Papa comes back, obviously the higher ups, the the powers that be, are gonna want to play Pogba too. So that just seems like a very crowded midfield, and yeah. and we have no we have nobody. Like you say, like I've always been saying, it's not in the midfield. It's on the people that actually put it in the put it in the net. We have no strikers. We have not had strikers since Chicharito left. We have not had true strikers since Javier Chicharito left. Let me say that again. We have not had true strikers since the little green pea has left United. We have not had that. And if you want to call Martial striker, whatever, he's a, he's more of a left back in my opinion. Um, Rashford, right wing maybe. Zlatan, I love him, but he's not a striker. Oh, and you know what? I, I that's bluff. That's I'm going on a rant that I don't know. I don't. I don't. Know I was gonna about. say you forgot about Van Persie too. You you're, you're missing out on some people. <laughs> no, 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 I said since since because Van Persie left before Chicharito, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying, there's been some good ones. Chicharito was good, but I, yeah. I think I think for Martial, Martial and Igalo, both of those guys can play that four position. I think yes. for us, what we're not yes. doing is giving Everton enough credit. They bossed us in the second half. Let's just be real. They played really well. Um, you can tell the, the difference and shift happened in the second half. I would say from about the 70th minute on, they pretty much bossed the game. We didn't really do anything other than Leighton counter. Leighton Baines, dude. Leighton Baines, where the fuck did Leighton Baines come from? I was like, aren't you like 30, 40 years old? I mean, that's the thing. You got to give it up to him. Give him credit where credit is due. Yeah. They they came through in that second half where I, I literally thought we were going to slap like four goals in the second half the way that we played the first. And we just went flat. Um, they had the control of the ball. The, the ball was in their... Uh, possession. I don't know how many crosses they clear. They they had at least seven that I can remember. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, corners that they got crosses and, and crosses and penalties. And that was what for Sick me. That's what they. I thought they were going to get get a header off of a corner. Um, that's why my man of the match was McGuire because he just he headed everything. You better not any, say ADC. You better not say his big head. I won't say it this time, <laughs> but. but he did use something to clear the ball out of the box, and I'm thank God for it. I would kiss it because 
he he was the man. I mean, he was everywhere you needed him to be, um, heading the ball just just everywhere. So no, I give I give the credit to Everton. Um, I wish we could have created more chances. Um, we almost I don't know how Pickford put his foot down to save that ball because it was going in, um, but he he saved it. So no, I, I got you got to give him credit where credit is due. Um, think you know think about it. If we don't have that brain fart by the head, we win one nothing. So um, it's just it's just one of those things where we got to look and say okay. You look at the rest of the games for Chelsea. You look at the rest of the games for us. Um, they can drop points, but we can as well. I think we play City next. And so, um, obviously, that's not an easy task. I know they're not doing um, what they want to be doing right now, but they're City. So, it's going to be a great game. <clears throat> Super excited. Pickford, worldy saves. Worldy saves. I mean, what he did... To deny um, was it Mata, right? Mata, so I want to say Mata hit the bar, but in the second half, we were talking about that that half. Um, the first shot he saved was uh, Bruno. It was Bruno. Bruno, yeah, Bruno, and that one. And, and, and then pinged off. It pinged off Karim somewhere, and then Igalo had it like right there, and then right there, Pickford just came out of honestly, seriously. Came out of no man's land and blocked it with his hand. Worldy, 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 worldy uh, saves. So I was so frustrated. But yet, you said earlier, EC, about the second half. Do you think, are we getting Europa League fatigue? Because <laughs> I know um, the first leg, he brought on Bruno to pay 30 minutes, I want to say. Are you, are you talking in which which game? Bruges. Bruges, sorry. <clears throat> the first leg of Bruges. He brought him on, in, I want to say, to play 30 minutes. Bruno, Bruno played the whole, pretty much the whole, almost the whole game, right, against Watford. No, he came out in the sixth game, I want to say. Yeah, so the, the Bruges game, he didn't play too much of any. I, I, I think he played like 10 minutes. Then the second Bruges match. He, he then in the Bruges match, he started in that one. Yeah. I do think, though, to your point, they are playing him too much. I don't want to see him in the Derby game at all. Um, I've watched them play. Um, they actually signed Wayne Rooney, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. So that's, that just gives you an indication of where they are as a club right now. Um, no slight to the club overall. They were in the premiership back in the day. But um, they're not right there right now. So <clears throat> I, I hope we use this opportunity to sit him down um, in that game. Um, the kids played tonight, and I think they beat Sheffield 3-0. I think Chong was in, involved. In a, I think uh, Gomez scored a goal as well. So um, let's, let's give some of the younger kids that FA Cup love. Let them get, get a run. Um, um, that, that's what I'd like to see in this FA Cup match. But what I'm asking you, about that with the FA Cup with the Europa all you know FA Cup on Thursday Europa League's always being played on on Thursday as well nights yeah are you going to change your mind of what I've always been saying we need to prioritize the Premier League and not put our eggs all in one basket cuz we're not going to have a team if if we <laughs> keep doing the Thursday Sunday Thursday Sunday Thursday Sunday 
to the end of the match. I mean, to the end of the season. I'm sorry. With but, Chelsea, with Chelsea, no, with Chelsea giving up as much as they've always they have. Yeah, and we can't rely on the fact that City is not going to be in Champions League. So you're talking about spots fourth and fifth are Champions yeah. League positions. Wouldn't you want to have better chances in the next ten games than rather than put your eggs in one basket for one final game? And you know what? That final game might be against Inter Milan and Romelu Lukaku and, like you said, um, Sanchez, Young, all those guys. I mean, I'd rather be out of that tournament, rest our pe- rest our people when they should be rested. We play one match, one match a week. And we give it all our, our all there, and we don't have to see, uh, we don't have to see Lingard or Pereira anymore, because they can be relegated to the whatever. But I think I think the Europa League fatigue is going to catch up to us if we don't manage it a lot better and we don't prioritize uh, what we need to prioritize, and that's the Premier League uh, period and. I hope the fans understand that. If we fall out in the FA Cup, if we lose the Derby, who cares? We need to preserve our players. If we lose to, I, mean, I can't even pronounce the next. It's Lask. Lask. Yeah. Uh, in the Europa League, you know what? Oh, well. Uh, don't crucify Ole, but he needs to prioritize the Premier League. I, I, I think he should do what he did. In, in the Bruges tie. He, he played a really weak side in the Bruges tie. Um, he didn't start Fred. He didn't start Bruno. Um, and I think that was smart. And he nicked the goal, and he got the away goal. So I think you do the same thing with Lask. You do the same thing with uh, Derby. You just play a weaker side. Um, and if you fall out to your point, oh, well. You fall what? out, and then you can rest a little bit more. What do you do that th- if, you, if you get Inter Milan next round? Or you get Livikusen, or you get um, Rangers. <laughs> Rangers, I mean, Rangers is a big, um, it's a big uh, a dar- derby between Scottish and Premier League. What do you do in that sense, CC? For me, if I'm him, I'm gonna I'm gonna treat it the same way every time. I'm gonna look at it as a two legged tie. I'm gonna try my best to just get a point, um, especially if you're lucky enough to get a draw where you're going away first. You get the away goal, then you come home and you can play a stronger side. Um, he's got to learn how to do that as a manager. You, you have to play the cards you're dealt, and you never want to play to lose. Um, but you don't want to um, injure or risk your best players. So in competitions like that, what we're going to eventually get to when we get the, all the right players in, we're going to play the younger kids in these FA Cup, Carabao Cup um early group stage matches of Champions Leagues, that's what you do. You play a lesser side, you try to get points when you need to, and then when things are secure, you move on and you play a stronger side when you get down to the very end. So um, I I think he has an opportunity coming up to rest certain players. He did that before. I was surprised that that Bruno even played 10 minutes against Bruges in the away tie, and the away part of the tie, but he played him anyway. You could see the difference, but again, it's like it's already one-one. We already have the point. Just play a defensive player. Let's keep that. Let's keep that point and go from there. So, I think he's got to keep doing the same thing. Even if he draws Inter Milan or if he draws uh, Rangers, um, 
I think uh, who else that's big that's left? Um, uh, yeah, Leverkusen maybe. Yeah, you know, do the same thing. Play a lesser side. Doesn't doesn't matter. They slap you up. They slap you up. Uh, if you, if you drop a bunch of away goals um, at home, fine. You, you you fall out, but you you keep playing. You keep showing players that we play to win. Uh, if we don't, then we move on, and then and then we take care of we take care of the league. Because I mean, like like I say, we had no excuses as far as fatigue was concerned going into team game. Everyone thought Martial wasn't going to play. Um, I thought that's fine. If he doesn't play, you play Igalo. Well, he started. He played almost ninety minutes. Um, for me, he didn't have his best game, but I, I think a lot of those players in the midfield for me didn't have a very good game. I couldn't think of one midfielder who just lit the world on fire in that game for me. Um, I couldn't think of one striker who lit the world on fire for me. Actually, for me, Greenwood was, had a pretty good first half. Huh? Greenwood had a pretty damn for good half. I, I mean, kept... but what did he, what did he, what did it result in? That's my that's the whole thing. It, it didn't result no, 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 in. But, but he created chances. And that's the thing. Martial didn't create shit. I would have taken, I would have left Greenwood on, bring Gallo on, and put Martial where he belongs on the bench. I think it's great to create chances, but you got to score goals. Well, and... what, what, is, what does Martial do? Inconsistently inconsistent. That's what he is. He's consistent about it being consistent. If he he world, well, Greenwood, Greenwood is a first year player. James is a first year player. Uh, for being a fifth year player, like, like Martial is. Um, he's doing a pretty damn good job of it. But, anyways, let's close the book on Everton. It's getting late, and my wife's already calling. <laughs> All right, EC. Uh, some uh, lighter notes. Okay, we have Derby on Thursday. Um, Prodigal Son, we're going to his home, right? We're going to uh, Wayne Rooney. You talked about Rain, Rain Rooney. Uh, he says, how many goals? One goal in three games, I think, with Derby. Um, yeah. Isn't he a player coach well with Derby? For... I think he's a player coach. Yeah, that's what that's what they brought him in for, a player coach. Right. Um, he'll he'll eventually get his badges and coach out there. His sons are getting a little bit older, so um, it's good to kind of bring them back from my I, – I guess I can claim D.C. United because I'm a D.C. head, but he has some good years out there. He's well past his prime. Players running back past him, uh, no issue. But if you give the guy a free kick, I'm telling you right now, he can still do. It. Oh, <laughs> he no. can still do it. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't, I don't want to see a strong side at all. Uh, Play the reserves. A bunch of kids, um, a bunch of guys that um, aren't that that you don't mind or that you understand that are going to be able to be fit because Sunday's game is going to be huge so uh, i you know we should win um, i hope we win obviously um we're a better side than them even with the even without a strong side um we should we should win that game no problem getting to sunday's match you see we have how many this is already the sixth time we played in this year no it feels like it but <coughs> we played them twice yeah in the Carabao cup we've already played them once um away Right, so we're playing them at home. We're playing them at home this time, yeah. So, has playing them so much lost its luster? And obviously, with um, 
with City having the penalties that it has, has it's really, I mean, it's really gonna, it's really gonna mean much. I know we to us it is, but to them, because we need to score, we need to keep up with Chelsea, no matter what. But to to City, is it is gonna it mean as much? I I think for them, yeah, because it's we're who we are, and they're who they are. So it's it's gonna mean everything. This this one still has a lot of meaning to it, um, especially for them, because <laughs> because when the news broke that they may not be able to play Champions League, I think we celebrated so hard and so heavy. I know they've lost to us the past what two times now we've beaten them, so the city right now is red. So for them, they're gonna want to come in. They haven't. Ollie's got Pep's number, believe <laughs> believe it or not. I think he's only beaten. I think he's beaten them once, right? Yeah, they beat us once. Pep, yeah. Oh. Three, no. No, three, one, I think. Yeah, so they, 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 they understand that it's a huge deal still. The luster is still there. It's going to be a, a great atmosphere. Um, I just, like I said, he's got to rest, guys, man. He's got to rest, 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 guys, and hopefully get out of that FA Cup game um, with no injuries. Um, we've been blessed and fortunate to not have any injuries um, happen for a while matter of fact everyone's starting to come back everyone's actually rumoring that Pogba might actually play uh Sunday so um I just hope that he rests players I hope that if Pogba comes back he doesn't start I hope he comes off the bench um in a, in a lesser role to kind of ease his way back in kind of like what they did with Scott McTominay um I kind of hope they do the same uh the same thing with him if he does come back well that's uh that's a great Recap of both games. Hopefully, a a good uh, future telling of what we're gonna happen. Hopefully, get the results. Um, kind of pessimistic. Hopefully, we drop out of the FA Cup and kick the shit out of Chelsea, uh, City. <coughs> you see, I just want to bring up something really quick. Um, something you probably uh might want to check out on YouTube. Hopefully, the fans. I know it looks like you're. Uh, your wife might be might be wanting you to shut this off real quick, but <laughs> let me uh, let me just bring this up. Have you ever watched the Football Factory on uh, Netflix, EC? I have not. You need to. Have you watched Green Street Hooligans? Nope. I'm writing all this down. Okay. What drew me in my um, infancy stages of the Premier League? was hooliganism. I really did. I dug it, EC. I dug the the fact that, you know, these guys... Have you watched the Football Factory? I think that will probably get your... It's about Chelsea Football Club. Um, <coughs> but it's about, you know, the firms that, you know, the, you know that, follow, that followed... Um, that followed these English clubs. And, you know, the, the, the hooliganism, especially in the 80s, 90s, 2000s not so much now i think it's kind of damp tampered down at least with the press covers green streets hooligans uh, or green street hooligans um is a uh, kind of an american version of that it brings frodo baggins remember uh, elijah wood what his name is elijah wood uh into the he's like the main character but the <coughs> the guy that does Sons of Anarchy, Sons of Anarchy, the motorcycle show. The younger guy or the the, the Dunham dude, or actually his name I don't even I just know it's Charlie Dunham, but he's the the dude with the goatee. Yeah, the younger dude probably. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I never, mm-hmm. I never, never watched the show, but I just know it's Charlie Dunham from that because it's a. If you get past the fact that it's Elijah Wood, um, and you get past the fact that it's Frodo Baggins trying to, you know, beating people's asses, I mean, it's really a good show. I mean, it has a really good message at the end of it or a movie. So I've I've I've, I've watched that several times. Uh, I've read a book on. Um, I've actually bought one. It's actually at, on Manchester about Manchester United. It's called Among the Thugs. It it's a very good book about it's about uh, about hooliganism. This one you know takes it back to the the nineties of when they basically went rampant on Europe uh, when we when we were in the treble. But I'm getting back to the reason I'm getting back to it is because I don't know if you ever watch Vice TV on uh, either Facebook has it. I know that that's the reason I ran across it. They had a guy, uh, Hispanic name, I'm not going to butcher his name, but he, he claimed to be part of a um, firm in, in Miami, which obviously Miami only has, has recently got Miami International, uh, but they had him on on, uh, on the show calling out like old firms from across seas, right? You're talking about, you're talking about Millwall, you're talking about West Ham, the Arsenal firm, Manchester United firm. Um, then you get in the older firms like the Rangers and Celtic firms that, you know, that are real, these are real deals. But if you ever get a chance, and this is for the guys out there, if you ever want to get a chance, watch this stuff about old firms and football firms. Um, if you're in YouTube, learn that stuff because we have, we, we, we talk about, fans here in, in this states about soccer fans or when we we talk about or football fans baseball fans uh nba fans we talk about fans those are real fans if you talk about firms and what their love for the club and all that but this dude was just a joke i mean he was just this hispanic dude that talked in a cockney accent that i mean you go cockney in and out and then you know he but he just it was just hilarious because the fact that the, the, the interviewer is like, I don't know who this dude is because he's just going in and out of, of his personalities of uh, calling out these firms and whatnot and dressing like the, the way they do. But have you ever, um, if you ever get a chance, check out the, that movie, <laughs> those two movies, read those books, check out, um, I know uh, Netflix has a series on, the football factory and they talk about the all these old firms uh, to get a bit you know to get a, some sort of, some sort of history about the club and what the what the fans go through and what what a hooliganism is and the brotherhood that I think that hooliganism brings but uh, that's culmination of this show uh, we have like I said Derby on Thursday City on Sunday. So let's uh let's hope for the best, guys. So thank you for listening to the Dual Randomly Podcast. Amasus, that's EC. See you later, guys. Good. Don't forget us check don't forget to check us out on our socials on Facebook, which is the Don't Randomly Pod Don't Randomly Podcast. <coughs> Twitter, Don't Randomly. Now we're on Instagram. I think I, I kicked off the other day on Instagram. <laughs> uh, for some reason, 
but we're on Instagram at Don't Read Me or the Don't Read Me podcast. Um, we're hopefully going to be getting on iTunes, on iHeartRadio. I'm still waiting on that. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Podbean. Uh, what else? Oh, special thanks to Royal from the Rodos podcast, Victoria Montsevice from Alice in Wonderland uh, Food Trucks, and Mark Hutch I Son from the AKA Bear Mom Black from the South Texas South Texas Trainwrecks podcast. And Lucky Diaz, where you at?